Welcome everyone to another episode of Tudo Português. My name is Angela Samoz, and I am here with someone that you all very likely have seen on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or any one of the channels on, you know, how to cook Portuguese stuff, as they say. And now his channel is named David Rodriguez. Thank you for joining us on Tudo Português. Thank you for inviting me. Very kind of you. And uh, I'm excited to, uh, I'm always excited to talk to somebody else that's Portuguese. So oh, there's not course. many of us here. So like, other than the few times a week I speak to my mom, it's nice to, to kind of, you know, get <laughs> <Right>. somebody else. <laughs> well, we are here. The whole point of Tudo Português is to highlight those of us out there doing wonderful things, uh, whether it's Portuguese related or not. But, you know, we are Portuguese and we have to prop up our own, if you will. And so I have to say, the first time I ever saw one of your videos, my brother sent it to me, which is funny because my <laughs> brother is not super connected to the Portuguese community, where I am the complete opposite, right? Like I live, breathe, eat, dream, sleep, everything Portuguese. Um, yeah. And so it was funny because he's like, have you seen this guy? And I thought, how have I not seen this guy? <laughs> I mean, I follow everything Portuguese and I haven't seen this guy. And so ever since then, I feel like you have just burst onto the scene. You started with your videos and now you have a cookbook. And so how did this all get started? I guess it depends how far back you go, but I'll give you guys a short version. <laughs> like um, I moved to Florida about 10 years ago in my 20s and uh, I came from a very Portuguese community up in New Jersey. So obviously when I got here, it was a huge culture shock, just not having mm -hmm. Portuguese food or anything. We used to drive to a town called Palm Harbor, which was like an hour, hour and a half drive just to get like the, a handful of Portuguese items to hold mm -hmm. me over until the next time I visited home. So quickly I was like, right, I got to figure out how to cook some of this stuff because like I, I, I can't like wait every few months to have my mom's food or whatever. So uh, I started kind of learning how to make the meals. I already like kind of, you know, would cook or, or whatnot. So I was just applying, you know, what I learned from my mom and my grandma, Googling things. And eventually, I, you know, I just kind of got comfortable cooking Portuguese food and added it in the mix or whatever and uh and the pandemic started and uh, when that happened we you know we had a lot of time on our hands we were sitting at uh -huh. home i started just kind of filming cooking videos and at first the page was not portuguese and that's why it's called how to cook stuff because it was just okay. stuff anything tacos whatever and then uh one day i posted a be fun video and like it blew up overnight and i was like okay well i think like there's nobody really cooking Portuguese food on TikTok right now at the time. So let me just try that. And I, I did it a few more times and every time it was, it was, you know, doing better. So then the, the non-Portuguese stuff. So I kind of was just like, all right, well, let me take this as a sign and, and give people what they want. So I started really just making Portuguese food on there and uh, just kind of tailoring it to that. And then I don't know how to really explain it. People ask me all the time, like, Hey, what did you do to get people to follow you and whatnot? Like there was just like, I don't know, one week to the next where like I went from like really trying really hard and nobody watching the videos to like mm -hmm. just like a flood of people every day following it. So like it just never stopped from there. And I think I hit a nerve by I think you kind of said it before, like your brother is not really connected. I think I hit a mm -hmm. nerve with people that were connected, but also people that were kind of on the fence of just like, yeah, I'm kind of connected to the culture, kind of not. And I'm mm -hmm. speaking English and I'm kind of having fun with it. So I think mm -hmm. I attracted both audiences. Right. And, and I, I don't know, just kind of went from there. And then the plan was never to do a cookbook or anything like that. It just like literally I would get comments all day long, every day. Where's the cookbook? Where's the cookbook? So eventually I told my wife, like, I think we should make a cookbook is like, uh, I think we're just <laughs> leaving money on the table by not doing it. People are asking for it, you know? So we spent a few months working on it and we, we self-published it. We do everything ourselves and mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot of work, but it, you know, 
it's been really awesome. It's been really awesome. Like I think you said before, like it just kind of blew up and the community kind of is rallying behind it, you know? Yeah. So a couple of things. So did you grow up cooking? Cause you said you kind of learned how to cook stuff and just started because mm-hmm. it's one thing to, Oh, you know, okay. We're home for COVID. I'm going to start cooking. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, someone can say, Oh, I actually really like cooking, but you took it to another level because you, I mean, you, create dishes that look like professional chef uh, dishes, right? So it's not like, oh, this is just a hobby. And I think, you know, uh, my food doesn't <laughs> look very good, but it tastes good kind of thing. So really, I mean, I mean, I guess you, at first, the, the yeah. first, the, the dishes weren't so pretty. I think I've gotten good at that. But, <laughs> Your wife um, was there going, hey, you need to put this there. <laughs> she was always on me about like the photography <laughs> stuff. And like, she would like, we would go to Home Depot and she'd be like, you should buy that as like a backdrop to your photos. And I'm not even thinking about it. So at first it was rough. I'm not going to lie. But uh, I always cooked, like, I always tell the story, like, when we were younger, my sister and I, like, during the summers, whenever we weren't in Portugal, Uh we weren't really allowed to go outside. Like, we grew up in a kind of rough neighborhood. So, like, my mom Mm. kept us inside. So, we were cooking for ourselves from, like, a young age. So, like, uh, we were just kind of making stuff. And I kind of was always comfortable in the kitchen. So, when I started, like, really cooking Portuguese food, it wasn't anything, I guess, it was something new, but not too challenging because I kind of knew what I was doing. But, uh still a hobbyist and i was just kind of i guess replicating what my, whatever my mom did like a lot of the stuff i made especially at first was just this is what my mom made for dinner you know once a week or whatever let me just make that so yeah you know it's just kind of you know i, I got better as the time went on i definitely recognized that at first and that's why i didn't do the cookbook at first i did this for three years before i did the cookbook because i really wanted to like understand the craft and get good at it and if i'm teaching people how to do it like it's got to taste good and uh, mm-hmm. if I, if I put out a cookbook and people tried it and, and the, the recipes stunk, they, they wouldn't give me good reviews. So I knew that, uh, I couldn't just jump into it too early. I really kind of worked at it. So I appreciate that, that they look really pretty. I really try hard to make the dishes look awesome, you know, and uh, as appetizing as possible. Well, you've done a, a wonderful job. I mean, it really Thanks. is it, it, honestly, somebody may have been thinking that you have been doing this quote unquote hobby for, you know, 10, 15 years, if not more, but <laughs> So I think the fact that you blew up, it, that, that's the definition of going viral, right? Like you yeah. intended it for, to be yeah. and all of a sudden it blew up. And I think that's the power of sharing, right? So I think a, a little lesson for all of our community members out there, if you see something really cool, we share it, right? Yeah, for sure. Share for sure. it, right? So other people can enjoy it. And so how has this changed your life? Because I can't, I, I mean, do you, is this a full-time thing for you now? Or you, do you have another um, job or... I do have another job. I don't really like to talk about it. I like to keep part of that life private. Um, okay. But uh, this can be my full-time job at this point. And it's definitely something that's been discussed here at home. My okay. wife, if it was up to her, I would quit my job tomorrow and I would just do this full-time. She's very into this and, and putting everything behind it. But, uh, you know, uh, like anybody else, I don't mind having two incomes. One gets put away from my baby and the other mm-hmm. is for, mm-hmm. for a living, right? But uh, I, I always said, that for, while I can do both, I'll do both. I have a normal job during the day. I do this at night and on the weekends. You know, I'm really good at editing video and stuff. So just last night, I edited four videos and I can use those this week as my, you know, I don't have to do it the day of. So I've gotten really good at just kind of uh, prioritizing things and time management, uh, juggling everything. I have, we have a baby, so there needs to be time for everything. My wife's really great about helping me. She She packs the books. She makes labels for them. She does a lot of that stuff behind the scenes that gives me the time to, yeah, it's really, I couldn't do it without her because I wouldn't have the time to be making the meals and and filming them and watching the baby at the same time. Like, you know, it takes two of us to do it. So, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's changed my life a lot, I guess. A lot of times we go out to eat or go out to do something and somebody recognizes me. And uh, <laughs> I thought at first that was only going to happen in the Portuguese communities, but it actually happened at the grocery store down the block the other day. And it was just wild. This Portuguese lady was like, you're the guy that makes food online, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> but uh, it's really cool. I mean, I, I love it. I, I don't. I don't ever think I will dislike that part of it. I think it's really cool that people have like attached to it. I get stories a lot about like, kind of like you said, you share with your brother. A lot of people mm-hmm. go home to eat on Sundays and they'll kind of gather around the table and watch mm-hmm. my videos. And mm-hmm. I think that's so cool because like, sometimes it's hard to find areas to bond with, with your parents that are the older generation. And like the sure. fact that I, I gave them this little tool to kind of do it. It's, it's so awesome. Like it's changed my life in a way, I guess, not just financially, but just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm making an impact and whether it's small, medium or large, I mm-hmm. feel like I've definitely impacted uh, a bunch of families and it's cool. You know, people share that with stuff with me and, and it's cool to hear it. And like I said, it's cool to kind of give people something to talk about, something to watch on Sundays. Well, and the cool thing about that too, is that I think had we asked you, what do you think the impact is going to be when you started this mm-hmm. journey? You probably couldn't have anticipated that it was going yeah. to have such a big impact, right? I mean, you've essentially become a type of bridge, as you said, between some of the younger and older generations. Um, yeah. I, th- I think by adding humor and fun to the videos, but yet still keeping them pretty traditional, right? And and I will say traditional to the way your family makes things or maybe right. other recipes. I mean, it's so funny when people always ask me, how do you make this? I'm like, well... Our family made it this way. Right. Yeah, somewhere yeah. else, it's going to be made a little different, right? For sure. For sure. So there's always that aspect of it, but yeah, it, it, the I think it's the same effect. I think that the Portuguese kids have had when it comes to comedy, right? It's not yeah. something that we really ever had in the community, but it's been this bridge now, right? Like the kids can laugh at it as well as yeah. some of the older generation because mm-hmm. we both relate, and so not only has making the videos and the popularity changed your life, but now that you realize the impact that you're having, right. And you think about the future and kind of where this all goes and things that you want to do, that's going to get your wheels turning. I imagine. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. anything that you're willing to share about, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I'm all about talking about what I want to happen. My wife is very into like the law of attraction, putting things out there and, at first, I, I kind of thought she was kooky for thinking things like that. But <laughs> no, it's real. when it's I first real started this, everything that I said was going to happen and what I was going to do literally in order happened. Like uh, you were talking about the Portuguese kids. I was just texting mm-hmm. Derek right before I got on here. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things I was like, I had a list. I, I want to be friends with Mike Rita. I want to be friends with the Portuguese kids and work with them. And I want to get sponsored by Siabados. And then I want to write a book. Everything that I said like happened. So I am all about like, I want to do this. This is where I see it going. And I say it every time because I figure if I say it enough times on these podcasts or interviews, somebody's mm-hmm. going to hear it and, and maybe can do something about it. But obviously the book is, the book for now, I think is is great. I would love to have, I don't I hate to call it a better book, but just a more mature book. The book is a soft cover book. It's uh, like I said, self-published. We, we do a lot of shipping at home. I would love my next book to be something really hardcover, almost like an encyclopedia of Portuguese food, mm. something, mm-hmm. something that you can like hold on to and pass on for a long time. That, so that's something I will 100% work on when the time is right. Probably beginning of next year, I'll start working on it. People keep asking for a second cookbook, and I don't think they realize that this one's only been out for three months. So I'm still like promoting <laughs> this one. We haven't even had the Christmas yet. You know? 
Well, and how yeah, much time oh goes into it, right? For sure. Oh, so crazy. So uh, my ultimate goal with this is I would really love to have a show in Portugal because I think this is the only place that where it would work where I'm just like this American guy and I'm, I'm traveling through Portugal and I'm showing the roots to this newer generation and uh-huh. experiencing them as an American guy. Uh, I'm Portuguese. I go there every two years, but I'm still an American at the end of the day. There's still things that are new to me. There's still experiences and insights that are going to be new to me. And I would love to just like bring a camera crew with me and show uh-huh. everybody that and eat my way through the country. But then I would also like to have like a, a separate chapter of that where I, I, I travel through the United States and Canada and show the people in Portugal, all the communities here and uh-huh. show it to them as an American, like, Hey, this is how we do the Portugal in New Jersey. This is how they do it in California. There's things that happen in California that don't happen in New Jersey. Like mm-hmm. the, there's bowls in the street and stuff like in, in, in their festivals where in New Jersey, you would never see that. Right. So mm-hmm. there's so many things that we do similarly, but different. And I don't think people know that because I didn't know it until I started this page. So I would really love to have a show where it's like maybe the first half of the episode, I'm in Portugal I'm traveling mm-hmm. and I'm in mm-hmm. Nazareth today. And mm-hmm. the second half of the episode, I'm in Toronto. And I, I, I kind of like, I hate to say it because it's so obvious, but like an Anthony Bourdain of a Portuguese mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. I think that's missing. I think there's an area for it. There's plenty of travel shows, but there's nothing like, I don't know. There's nothing. I, I, I hate, like, I don't want to sound cocky, but there's something that like we as Portuguese Americans or Portuguese mm-hmm. Canadians can offer that other travel shows won't is that we're experiencing the things as both a Portuguese person and as an American or a Canadian. Like there's two sides of us. Like, like I know Sardinhas Asados. I've had a yeah. million of them, but I have never had one in Peniche. I've never had one, you know, and I'll got whatever. Like mm-hmm. I want to show what it's like. And there's a, people always say this to me when they meet me, there's like a, a generation of kind of lost Portuguese people that like kind of didn't want to be connected to the culture, but this newer generation, kind of the the ones younger than me, they're really itching to get back into it, know about it, go there, become citizens. I had one kid uh, who said he became a Portuguese citizen for Christmas. Like that was his gift. Like, oh. and, and like because and he was like my biggest fan. Like he was awesome. And like, to see that coming up again, like, like these kids are really enjoying it. I really think there's a space for a show like that. And I'd really love to do that. That's obviously not something I can do myself as much as I, I, I try to. Like we're going to Portugal in March and I'm going to film a ton of content there. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd love to just have an official real show with a real camera crew and, and really show off like some of the hidden gems that we have over there. Like everybody knows the usual stuff that we that we see when we go there, the tourist traps, the uh-huh. where your family will take you. But there's some really cool things that I've been seeing now for the last couple of years that uh, I've never seen before. So I, I think I'd like to share that journey with everybody else. So I love that. I think that would be really well received. I think both in, in Portugal and the U S um, would be remiss if we didn't mention Maria's Portuguese table. I think she's yeah. really one of the first ones that have pioneered that and, sure, uh, you know, sure. Palkus member, Palkus awardee. So, yeah. um, she's so people a always, job. Yeah. But I think what you're talking will, about is a little different too. And I yeah, think yeah, there's yeah, for room sure. for multiple shows, right? And so. I, I sometimes will DM Maria and say, Hey, I want to make this dish and I don't know how to do it. Like, can you tell me like what you mm-hmm. do or what? And she's like, amazing. I, I wanted to make a bolo blasha Maria and traditionally you dip it in coffee, but I don't mm-hmm. really like that taste, the coffee taste in, in, oh. in, in cake. So I asked her like, Hey, like I've had it without coffee. Do you know how to do it? So she went and got her aunt's recipe and gave it to me and I made a video like with it. So like, I 100%, and I think people don't understand this a lot of times, I appreciate what she does and what a lot of the other Portuguese creators do on here. That, that like Her style is her style, and it's not mm-hmm. my style. We, mm-hmm. we both show food very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I know I will never try to replicate what she does and she'll never try to replicate what I do. And I think there's so much space for both of those types of things. Like Absolutely. she has, she has a crowd and I'm part of that. Like I love watching what she does and I have a crowd that's some of her crowd, but it's also some of not her crowd. So I would love to, like you said, like she kind of does that and she's very Asaurian based. I'm very mainland based, but, uh, I think that mine would, or my show or whatever, uh, I don't I don't want to say potential show. I'm going to say my show would okay. be just more of just my personality, which is very much right. just like casual fun. Uh, I'm still in my thirties. I'm very much American in my, in my, in my culture, but I'm very much Portuguese in my humor. Um, and I think it would be such a cool representation to add. Like we have the Portuguese kids, we have Maria, mm-hmm. uh, we have Mike Rita. He's got his mm-hmm. own whole mm-hmm. avenue and, and I'm kind of in between there somewhere. And I think it's so cool. I always say this, like we would, we'll all be, so huge if the community lets us and there's there's this portion of like the older generation that always kind of gave a glass ceiling like if you think about like italians have sebastian maniscalco uh you know the hispanics have great gabriel gabriel iglesias like who do we have as portuguese people like george ferreira he's from the 80s you know and i love him but we the new generation is now allowing us to reach these crazy heights that we could not have done 10 years ago like what i did with this page couldn't be done five years ago it just couldn't yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. it was just a different world you know so I'm, I'm really excited to see all of us kind of doing it at the same time like there's so many of us that like i would chit chat with at the beginning maria the portuguese kids mike rita and now if you look at the space like we're all like dominating it and doing it in our own way we help each other a lot like derek was texting me before this interview telling me what to expect and whatever mm-hmm. we bounce off each other so well i think it's so cool to, to see like none of us compete with each other like we all just like behind the scenes and we all get a lot of hate online but behind the scenes we're just so happy like friendly people to each other and we just enjoy like mike rita will tell me at least once a month how proud of me he is and i think it's the coolest huh. thing that like we can just be like that to each other and i've never met him in person but like we have this relationship and it's so cool that we have this little like Portuguese club, you know? David, you're going to make me cry because um, <laughs> I got chills you know, when I was talking about it. <laughs> well, honestly, because this whole subject is a whole other podcast that we could have and we could yeah. have Maria and the Portuguese kids and Mike Rita yeah, and know, so many I other know. people on because it is absolutely true what you're saying that even five, 10 years ago, I don't know that it, we, I think you still would have gained popularity, but the way that it's taken off is different. And I think it's yeah. a testament to the change in mindset that we're seeing in our community. And I think For that sure. has a ton to do with our generation, the younger generations, where they really could give two poops. I can't cuss on this podcast because <laughs> it's, it's an official yeah. podcast. They could give two poops about what island you're from, what all yeah, you're yeah. from, what okay, maybe the sporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Porto is still kind of an issue, but not so much anymore. <laughs> not so much. Right? Um, you know, and it's really just all about, like you said, reconnecting with your roots, sharing whatever you want to share, and yeah. and being proud of it, and then helping each other. And I think the funny thing is, if some of those older folks knew that you all message each other and that we all help oh, each man. other, and that there's yeah. actually no competition. Yeah, they their their heads would literally explode, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. It, because the old way of doing it was, <laughs> oh well, you know, I know how to. Cook. You can't she share your not. secrets. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna open my own restaurant, or I'm gonna have my yeah, own yeah, YouTube yeah. channel, and I'm gonna try and can you know I'm kind of yeah, 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 yeah. with them. And it's not about competing, right? No. It's about 
again, that old, old saying, a rising tide lifts all boats, yeah. right? Like if we're yeah, rising sure. together, we're just going to help each other. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yes, maybe some of our audiences cross over, but you're going to attract people that mm. others won't, right? And and vice versa. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, uh, there's, a, there's definitely really like, that. there's definitely like a piece of letting go of that. Like there's, you see mm-hmm. a lot of the, a lot of you the comments like, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. And like I said, like we all, we all take a piece of each other. Like Maria has given me tips. The my cookbook is, is spiral bound. I got uh-huh. that idea from there's a woman uh, named Melania Rodriguez who has a cookbook. Yeah, love her. She, mm-hmm. she showed me that with her cookbook, and I asked her like, "Hey, how did you do that?" She told me how she did it, where she got it done. We end, I ended up using a different printer, but like she wasn't willing to, or she was willing to share that. You know, the Portuguese kids helped me endlessly. Like they're trying to do some shows in Florida next year. They've asked me to host them. Like they bring people up with them. Like Rita, same yep. thing. Like we all have been helping each other. It's been really cool to to be a part of that like uh there don't get me wrong there are some people in the space that like aren't like that and i learned that like along the way like you know you learn but they'll always be that but the core group of, of creators online the big ones the ones that are successful like we mm-hmm. we all kind of just are friendly to each other and like yeah like there there is the group of people that like starts a war between like who's an islander who's a mainlander da, 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 da. like i honestly so don't pointless. care like I've yeah. learned how to make so much Asurian food through this page. And like <laughs> I made most of, a lot of my followers are from there. And like, like I don't, there's no difference to me. Like, honestly, like the culture is so the same. It's like the only uh-huh. variation is like, I think that Asurian people like spicy stuff more. They use more pimento than we do. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean like a lot of times when people like, obviously like I have not used a single swear word on this podcast. People will be very surprised <laughs> to hear that I'm well-spoken because <laughs> Most of the complaints I get online are about the language I use. And sometimes when people complain, I will respond by saying, hey, I understand you don't like this, but I would love to refer you to Maria or to Melania. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're going to cook a lot of the same stuff I'm cooking and present it way differently. Probably how you're going to like it. My page may not be for you. And they'll Mm -hmm. say something like, oh, but you're like willing to lose followers. You don't care about that. I'm like, well, yeah, like I don't, I don't, because I don't want to have to like explain what i do every day which is what i do currently mm-hmm. like i'd rather just have a community of people that get what i do follow me because they like it and like if you don't like it that's fine like go watch her and and her videos are awesome too because i watch them too but mm-hmm. like we all like I, like I said like i'll recommend them to people like it's not a competition yeah. and and it's really cool that we're all like well, you, you know what's funny be- is like one of the guys that like supports me a lot and helps me a lot is David Leighton. Do you know who that is? No, oh, I love David. Mm-hmm. So somebody gave me his cookbook for my wedding 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now he like is my biggest supporter. And I would 10 years He's ago, amazing. I would be like, mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not going to meet this guguy. I just have his mm-hmm. book. And like, literally like he's bought my book i signed uh-huh. it for him he recommends me to people and it's just like so wild like he is the most professional probably portuguese person i know like personally <laughs> but he still is willing to always support me and help me and stuff and it's really yeah, cool he's that very like, approachable he's very yeah, approachable. Yeah. He's very nice. it's just really cool that we we have that now and i think that we're gonna reach different heights portuguese kids are working on stuff that people have never seen before it's gonna mm-hmm. be a wild few years coming up i think for all of us i hope so at least well, to your point about, you know, are you willing to lose followers? It's like, listen, that's not what I'm trying to do, but I can't be everything to everybody, right? Yeah, you have yeah. your style. And and if you tried to make everybody happy, then you would lose yeah. the, the essence of what makes your channel your channel. For sure. When I started right? it and it wasn't making money, it was just for fun. My mindset was always like, hey, like I have a real job. I have a real life. Like I'm going to stay true to how I want to make these videos. I'm never going to change it. Uh, And if people don't like it, like, it's fine. Like, I still have my other life. And, like, obviously now this has taken over as, like, 
a primary source of income type of thing. But like, I'm still going to stay true to my style. I'm not going to change it. When I do sponsor work, like I've been sponsored by Siabatas before. I do commercials uh-huh. for them and stuff. Uh-huh. Of course, I'm not going to curse on their channel and stuff. Like, uh-huh. I'm not going to say these words on this podcast. But when I'm doing my videos, they're always going to be done in my style. I've uh, When I, I did some videos for RTP before and like, they encouraged me to still use the same language. Like, we'll just bleep it out, you know, like, uh-huh. it's fine. And like, I think the Portuguese culture is very much like that. When you really dig down to it, most of us are just kind of like, it's fine. Whatever. You know, yeah. we're mm-hmm. very casual. So mm-hmm. I, I'm never going to change the style. I might bleep out the curse words if I'm on TV or something, but I never use curse words that are offensive towards anybody or attacking anybody. I more use them as like exclamatory uh, yeah, exclamation right. points at the end of my mm-hmm. sentence. And it'll always mm-hmm. be that way. I'm not uh, ill willed. I'm very well spoken, as you can see here. Like, I'm just having fun. Like, I'm just uh-huh. literally, I'm just doing like an impression of my mom. Like, <laughs> like, turn, like, I'm just like, what would my mom say? Like, like if she right. saw this and I'll just say what I think she would say and stuff. She's very much like, like, like that. And I think people are attracted to that kind of just natural, like, I feel like I could be friends with this guy, you know? Well, absolutely. And then also, if you look at some of the characteristics of certain regions of Portugal, you know, they're known for being yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, like we're not we're not uh, mincing any words here and even yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like the women up north they're gonna <laughs> you know i think even anthony bourdain had a moment where you know one of yeah, the old ladies yeah, yeah. told him some uh, explicit things which is hilarious <laughs> right my um, grandma talks like this too like my grandma is from lisbon like my my mom's side like our roots go back probably hundreds of years in lisbon like i don't even take dna tests because of that like it's wild but <laughs> she literally had like um like a carnival game stand at the Feta Puplad, which was like the main like permanent fair oh in God, Lisbon. She must have been a tough lady. Yeah, so like this is the way she talked. She her husband died when my mom was like five, so like she lived her life as a widow with a stand in a fair. Like she was a carnival person, like through and through. She didn't learn how to read and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the way she speaks, and whether. I don't know. This lady online thinks that like I'm I'm what is the what is the word they call me or or for saying this, and then my mom and grandma would be upset. This is actually how my family is. Like my my grandma was a carnival person, and I'm not not I'm not unproud of that. I think it's awesome. My parents met at that carnival, and they produced me. You know, like and my parents moved to a new country and built this crazy lives. And my mom was like 19 when she came here. Like. Can you imagine as a 19-year-old picking no. up worth like 50 bucks and going to another country and no. making it work? I wouldn't even do that now. Like my wife wants to move to Portugal and I'm, even that scares me, you know? Like <laughs> so like I like I'm never not proud of where I come from no matter how dirty my grandma talks, how many curse words my my mom says. That's who we are. It's Portuguese as heck and that's just the way it's going to be and a lot of people like it, some people dislike it, but I'm just doing it for the people that like it, you know? People really enjoy it. I think it's I think it just makes me approachable like when I'm walking like through a Portuguese community, like people are screaming the C word at me across the street, like "oh <laughs> C word," like "how you doing?" You know, like that's just how I'm known now, and people find it to be really like friendly rather than like uh, a negative thing. Like if you're Portuguese, like you get it, man. Like yeah. and there's a there's an older generation that doesn't get it, and that's fine. Like I'm never gonna be for everybody, but it's really cool that some people are, are you know enjoying it. Right. Well, I mean, listen, it's not like you're walking down the street saying C word, every other word, just for the sake of saying it. No, right? no, for it, sure. It's, for sure. it's done. And it, it's done for the videos. <laughs> it's done, well, not only that, but it, like, even if you're doing it in a, in your daily routine and you're talking about, like you said, it's the way that your grandmother talks or whatever, but it's just, 
how to explain it. It's just like, it's the way that we communicate or it's the way it's the style and it has nothing to do with whether or not you're, you know, mala de cousin or like, you know, yeah, yeah, if you're yeah. anything like that, it's just like, listen, this is just kind of how it is. Now, of course, you know, in certain situations, you know where to curb it. Anyway, I think we're spending I always think, I, I, no, I, I, I'll, I'll just end it. I'll, I'll say like, I think it's funny when pay, people say I'm Mali Vukavu, like, I literally majored in like English literature. Like I'm very well spoken, very well written. Like the <laughs> last thing I am is Mali Vukavu, but mm-hmm. I also know how to have fun. So like, I yeah. do think uh, there's a large majority of people that enjoy it. I think it's so cool to see people well, like reconnect with it and, you know, clearly, it's, it's just having fun. Clearly it's not hurting your channel. You know what so. I said to my wife the other day? I, mm-hmm. I, I came to the realization, two things. One, if Portuguese people can find themselves to hate Ronaldo, they'll hate anybody because there's a group of people that don't like him, right? So if they hate him, yeah. of course, there's going to be a group of people that don't like me. And the second thing is they don't like him for the same reason they don't like me, these, this subsection of people, because we're successful and we're having a lot of fun. He's Absolutely. having so much fun. Like if you watch mm-hmm. him, he's always smiling, dancing, mm-hmm. laughing. The guy's mm-hmm. just having fun and people don't want to see that. And I think that's the same with me. Like I'm just having fun. And the people that don't like it just don't want to see me having fun. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm having a lot of fun. When I meet people and we do like events and stuff, like it's so fun. People are so like comedic even back to me. Like we're just having mm-hmm. fun, you know? I like to think that so you're absolutely right about the Ronaldo thing. And <laughs> I think that that's an, another unfortunate element of our Portuguese DNA. But yeah, I yeah, will yeah. say I feel like with each generation that that element and then the whole competitiveness element, I feel like is uh, being kind of weeded out for sure, for sure. a little bit because I, I, I feel like we definitely come across more people who are more supportive and, yeah. it, you know, let's all work together. Let's, you know, uh, let's help each other. And all. there's so much more of that now that I find. And it's actually really nice because it makes dealing with the naysayers a little easier right sure, kind of sure. back in the day you would get really bogged down and like oh my god why am i still doing this right and now you're just like you know what okay, you're just more like a little fly yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, a nuisance <laughs> and i'm gonna keep going with all the people that that really yeah. see see the good right for sure um, for sure well that that is amazing I'm, I'm happy to hear that you are you have plans that there's lots of things sure, plans sure. and i i certainly imagine that uh one of these days we will see you getting some some major awards You'll I hope that, so. You'll have that TV show. Um, <laughs> I, I mentally have been preparing to do it for a while now. I said back in June, I'm going to start losing weight because I want to be ready to film a TV show if somebody requires it. So I lost 35 pounds in the last nice. few months. Congratulations. Like, and I'm still going. And like, I'm really doing it because like, I want to be healthy for my son and for my life mm-hmm. and whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm also doing it because like, like if tomorrow RTP calls and they're like, hey, we want to do your mm-hmm. idea. Like I want to be ready to do it. So mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm mentally there, it's just going to happen. So I've just been preparing to like, to film a show in the near future. And I hope it happens. There you go. <laughs> if not, you gotta be if ready. Not, I got skinny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you gotta be ready. So good for you. Um, so we're, we're coming to the end, but I have a, a just a few fun questions for you. Yeah. So what's your, like, what is your favorite Portuguese dish? That you oh, love man. to eat, whether it's to make or or to eat or both. Well, what's Not to make, but to eat. I love risoys camarón, the little shrimp patties, because mm-hmm. it's, you can get them at like a gas station in Portugal, and they're mm-hmm. really good. And they're so like, good, yes. Anywhere. So that, that to me, like that's like my favorite thing, like to just like eat with a coffee or before a meal or just whatever. Uh, I always just say that because honestly, like I can eat fifty of them a day and just. But like if we're talking about a dish, dish, 
I always say that I can eat every day, like our, you know, just like a Portuguese barbecue chicken, like a shukasku chicken that you pick up on a Friday for like 15 bucks before you go home or whatever. Like I could eat that every day with fries and rice and just be happy because mm-hmm. we don't have that here in Florida. So when I go to New Jersey, well, I shouldn't say in Florida. We don't have that here in Orlando. The nearest um, one to me is about like an hour and a half. So like I just load up when I go there or if I go to New Jersey, that's, that's probably my favorite thing. But I knew. <laughs> also, I just want to let you know, you have the same problem that we have in California where we have very few places to get yeah. Portuguese food and Portuguese uh, products. Yeah. So I feel your pain on that for sure. Um, what's your favorite fusion food? Oh, uh, I invented Fuddingata cheese fries, which is in my book. And I, I saw get that. Oh god, yeah. it looks amazing. I get mixed reactions on that. The people that actually try to make it at home always tell me it's awesome. The people that will just judge me up front will be like, what the hell is that? You know, <sighs> it's so good. The Fuddingata, like when you cook it down, it kind of mimics like a chili. So it's like mm. a chili cheese fries, you know, mm-hmm. just with way more flavor. It's like it's literally like just like something you would get at like a diner, but like Portuguese style. It's really good. I haven't had it lately because I've been losing weight or whatever. It's definitely not healthy, but that's my favorite fusion thing because I, I just made it up. <laughs> well, so I love that because I love alheta and farinheta. Yeah. Um, the first time I had it with scrambled eggs, like in an omelet. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Like so it good. really like changed my world. So I saw that. I, I think you made a video of it as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That that went on Super the top good. of my list of things <laughs> to make because I kind of have like a running list of of Portuguese fusion foods that yeah, I think yeah, yeah, are yeah. really good, and that that definitely went on there. So, what has been the hardest thing to make? Oh, good question. Well, I, you know, I, I'm still kind of working on it. So I'll say pastéis nata. I can mm. make them; they taste phenomenal, whatever. But they don't come out pretty every single time. That's an ongoing like project, like. The ones that are in my book, I always, I was telling my wife the other day, they're actually the first ones I ever made, and they looked so pretty. And ever since then, like, it's hit or miss whether they look that <laughs> yeah. pretty or not. They always taste great, but, like, uh-huh. you know, like, people like to see it with, like, the perfect amount of black on top or brown on top. So, like, sometimes I make them and they're just yellow. They don't come out, like, crisp on top. So, like, that's the hardest one aesthetically to please people with. Like, it's easy to make things that taste good, but you also have to make it look good. So, like... I've been kind of working on that. Uh, I'm, I'm actually in the process of buying like a little mini torch to kind of like literally perfect the top of them to make them look like uh, worthy of people's, you know, visions online. But uh, mm-hmm. anytime it's anything baking, I think it's harder for me just because that's not my strong suit. I really cook, not bake, but right. uh, I will, I will bake stuff, you know? Well, it's also really time consuming. So for sure, I, for sure. I, I just really, I only bake if I absolutely have to. Um, it is time consuming. It makes such a mess. Uh, you know? <laughs> well, and so my husband actually uh, makes Prasenata from scratch. Um, uh, okay. Doesn't make them very often because it is takes, a know, while, takes yeah. so long. But just watching him like trying to figure out the dough and then you got to get the temperature in the oven right. And then we moved. So then you have to calibrate the uh, new oven. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. I mean, it's I just saw so something. much to it. Yeah. Somebody commented on my thing the other day, and I guess like their grandfather worked in a bakery that made nachos like his whole life. And uh-huh. he said that like as good as we make them at home, we'll never be able to replicate what they do because our ovens don't get hot enough. I guess it's the like, water. I also think it's the water. I guess, yeah, I guess. So like we'll yeah. always make them like ninety nine percent there at home, yeah. but like you can never replicate you know what they do. But uh, but yeah, you know. It, it's it's a mess. It takes all day to make things like that. Uh-huh. Pisoy scomodon, like I was just talking about. Uh-huh. I make that so rarely because it takes all day to, to, to uh-huh. make that. But those are the things that just taste so good, though, you know? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you. So I didn't go to Portugal for the first time until I was 21. Uh-huh. And uh, I was in Lisbon, and I discovered Pisoy scomodon. And, you know, there's a cafe every block 
right? Yeah. I would have one and then go to the next cafe and have another one and then yeah, go to the next cafe yeah. and have another <laughs> one. I mean, so talk about like having That's 50 so a day. I, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, for sure. We as a community are just so incredibly thrilled to have another voice out there oh, uh, talking about Portuguese food and, and culture as well. And we're very proud of you and congratulations you. on all your success. Um, oh, thank you. Thank I, you. I know this isn't the last time we're going to talk because we're going to continue <laughs> seeing great things from you. And, you know, and if there's anything that we can do uh, to, to help you along your journey, you know, please let us know. That's what we're here for. So yeah, thank you. Um, I appreciate it. So with that, yeah, thanks so much for your time. It was really great. Thank you guys. And if you're listening, check out my pages. It's uh, how to cook stuff on everything. Uh, and if you're wanting want to check out the book it's how to cook portuguese stuff.com slash book yeah the next year or so is going to be crazy if just promoting this book and putting out a lot of content and stuff so you guys will see a lot of me for for a while i hope <laughs> we look forward to it. we look forward to it and thank you everyone out there who listened uh who joined us uh, for this episode and listened in we hope you enjoyed it and if you did Share, 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 please, with family and friends. Share it on all of your networks. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, Shopify, uh, not Shopify, Spotify. You know, we're on all the major channels. Uh, hit subscribe if you haven't already. Please leave us a review on iTunes. It will help others in the Portuguese world find us and listen to these wonderful conversations. And they will find out about wonderful folks like David and the Portuguese kids and Maria and David Blade and you know, all these wonderful ambassadors of our food and our culture. So thank you all. And until next time. Thank you for listening to To the Português, a podcast production by Palcus, the only national organization representing the interests of the Portuguese American community. To learn more about Palkus, how to become a member, or to suggest a guest for our show, visit www.palkus.org or email us at palkus at palkus.org. <laughs>